0: Welcome, Iron Radio listeners. This is Lonnie Lowry. I'm an exercise physiologist, and I'm a nutritionist, and I'm a former competitive bodybuilder. This
1: is Phil Stevens, competitive powerlifter. I run Strength Guild, and, jeez, Topeka Strength Festival, a bunch of other stuff. So
0: That is all going to come into play in our topic, everyone, because we're going to talk later about entrepreneurship. So startup, invention, you know, innovation principles like that, but Phil's, you know, got his fingers in lots of projects and spearheading things, and I do a bit of that myself, so we're going to talk about some of these different um, entrepreneurial, innovative principles, and maybe give some illustrative examples of how that gets applied in fitness and nutrition. Uh, I often critique our field, you know, the scientists often aren't real scientists, you know, these sort of guru type guys, the businessmen aren't real businessmen, you know, the coaches, not real coaches, they're just sort of excited kids, you know, and, but here I go with the curmudgeon talk. So anyway, we're going to have some thought provoking questions, stick around after the break, I think you're going to like this kind of stuff. If you've ever thought about starting some new project or invention, or even a business uh, in our field, um, there 's some really neat things to discuss, so okay, uh, we have one mail, and then we just had some reviews I wanted to touch on. Uh, I put out a shout out on Twitter. I noticed that we had three hundred and ninety nine reviews on itunes it 's not a ton, but you know that 's a reasonable number, good sample size, I think you can make some decisions, but um yeah, uh, like a dozen people responded, so i 'm like, sweet, uh, so we have some more recent reviews of what people are saying about the show. Uh, but I digress. Let me get back to this first question here. Strength and Muscle Sport News. This is from uh, Rich. So, Rich is an old colleague. He's a veteran of the field. Uh, he's worked in you know um, medical-related sales and all that sort of thing. But he says, uh, Hey, I'm seeing this being pushed everywhere lately. Uh, it appears Paul Becker is heavily investing in the advertising of this questionable claimed product. Curious to get your thoughts. Uh, have a great weekend, bud. Best, Rich. Uh, he sent me the, the link here, and basically it, it's um, a specific sequence and proportion of amino acids that the human body uh, purportedly uses to produce lean tissue. Uh, and it says, quote-unquote, a group of European researchers have identified this, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, and then it goes on to say, let's see, provides 80 to 85% more, quote-unquote, usable protein than any other supplement and 55% more than eggs. So um, I-, I hesitate to even use the name of the product because then I'm advertising it. So here's the the, the basics, Rich. Um, And, Phil, we've seen this kind of thing come and go in the industry, right? Like, oh, this is based on human muscle tissue, you know, so therefore, like the amino acids is exactly what your body needs. Or this is the perfect, I don't know, um, combination. So uh, this idea, I don't know. Maybe there's some new nugget here, but uh, it looks, my, my opinion, it looks rehashed. I've seen this sort of claim before. Here's how the big kids do it, right? If you talk to a professor or a, a food industry professional or a nutrition you know, researcher, um, there are different ways to look at the quality of proteins, right? And I mean beyond just complete or incomplete. You know, the general rule, a lot of our listeners know plant proteins are incomplete. They're missing one or more essential amino acids, so they don't really support protein synthesis for muscle mass that well. Complete proteins are animal proteins, meat, eggs, milk, you know. So, um, but you could go beyond that. And I'm not going to go on a huge lecture about this, but there are, oh, geez, there's probably half a dozen different major ways you can look at protein quality. I mean, listeners, you might have heard of terms like biological value or net protein utilization, (NPU). There's the PER, protein efficiency ratio. What, what I tend to focus on the most, and it, in many ways it's the standard, is the PDCAAS, protein digestibility corrected amino acid score. And what that does, it, again, it corrects for how much gets digested, absorbed, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so we have good ways to look at protein quality. Uh, so I'm I'm skeptical, I guess, in short. I'm skeptical of claims that say more usable protein. I mean, for Christ's sake, 92 maybe percent-ish of dietary proteins. And again, I know that's across the board, but um, get absorbed. So I, I don't think absorption is a big issue if you can just, you know, chug more milk, bro. You know, <laughs> eat more eggs. Um So it might be more of a protein dose thing. Like I said, almost any animal protein is going to be high enough quality uh, that I don't think that's the hugest issue. You know, unless you're eating tiny amounts. I don't know. You're trying to eat as little as possible and get the highest quality, like you might see in a kidney patient or something. Um, But I don't know why you wouldn't just eat eat a bigger steak, you know, or have more eggs, um, you know, up the dose a little. Um, So... It, it looks to me like it's more marketing than it is any kind of something way you know breaking through in waves in the scientific community so uh, i don't know phil i'm guessing you don't live on soy and vegetable proteins <laughs> <laughs> so, no
1: no and i mean the, the another thing problematic about that is like what if you're so what if your muscle tissue is made up of of that exact amount Proteins. What if you're short on this amino acid, long on this amino acid, and you're taking the exact amount? You know what I'm saying. You're not at any given time. You might be short on something else that that's, that thing's not giving you. Yeah. You know. whereas if you could just like you said, just get more proteins, bro. Yeah. So. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now I want to be fair. I, I, now in the past, I, I think there was a guy. There was a guy years ago. I think it was Pax Beal. I can't remember the names. Uh, he was like sort of a bodybuilding industry guy, and he was talking about the amino acid sequence in human muscle tissue. This one is talking just about the quote-unquote exact sequence and proportion of aminos the body uses to produce lean tissue. I don't know if that's quite the same claim or not, but like I said, um, whey is at the top of those protein quality measurements that I was mentioning. Uh, yeah. It used to be whole egg, you know, and gosh, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago I'd have to go look. Uh, whey, displaced whole egg, but even beef, you know, pork, chicken, they're not quite as high, and I guarantee you're going to add slabs of muscle mass if you eat those things. <laughs> yeah. You know, you eat plenty of chicken and beef along with your other calories, you know, that kind of thing, so, and I, you know, and I, I get it, that some of our listeners, they don't want to eat meat, I mean, it's, it's a minority, if you're listening to Iron Radio, it's probably a minority, yeah. but... You could do, I mean, eggs and milk, eggs and dairy protein are rock and good proteins, like really tried and true, and in the science, right? So, yeah. okay, uh, I thought I would just offer a few reviews then. As I mentioned, I, I put a shout out online. Um, you know, somebody give us review number four hundred. I, I, you know, I feel like I'm OCD or something, but I don't, I don't like that three ninety nine. It was hovering there for weeks, <laughs> so. So now we have 410 reviews. So thanks, guys, for chirping in, um, chiming in. This is some of the things that you said. Uh, Fergalicious says, I just wanted to write in and to thank you for the dedication to pumping out solid science-backed info. Um, let's see here. It's hard to find content that strives to be factual these days, and even harder to find any that holds my short attention span. Uh, every episode is gold and I would never, uh, take away from anything that you guys have produced. Uh, however, I would like to hear more about adding size along with the power. Um, there seems to be much less content on that more recently. Um, all right. You know, that's no problem. We'll talk about size. Uh, Maybe we'll come up with like the iron radio best practices. You know, we were just talking about the protein side. Um, and we've touched on all that before, but yeah, you know. New science comes along, new news. So uh, thank you for Galicious. That's cool. The second one, uh, Zubara Thinking Cap says, I'm proud to have been a supporter and listening weekly since double-digit episodes. Oh, so he's been around here, or she, for a long time. Uh, This is the best podcast for health, fitness, and lifting info, a true treasure for enthusiasts. Thank you guys so much. So... That was very cool. The next one says, well-rounded and respectable. Well, oh, I don't know about the respectable part. <laughs> uh, this says, the regular hosts on Iron Radio are informed, experienced, and together, provide undoubtedly the best overall content on nutrition and weight training. Uh, that, was, that was by Rich. Uh, the next one is, let's see here, some of these names. CC Moore, uh, great hosts, great topics, and great content. Oh, look at this. this is, he says, Lonnie sparked my interest in research and academia. I'm now a master's and Ph.D. kinesiology student at UMass Amherst. Wow. Yeah. That makes you feel like you've actually done something. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, gonna, he's pursuing uh, the field academically. Well, um, I don't have your first name there, C.C. Moore, but, um, yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we do this show, right, is to have impact Borrow from academia, but then share it with everybody, you know, and then see how it applies when the rubber hits the road. Uh Let's see. Oh, I can't even go on. I-E-D-B-S-K-K-Z-M-X. <laughs> you know who you are. It says, if you're looking for science behind the brawn, then this is your podcast. There's just quite a few of these here. Um And I'm glad people ch- chimed in because if you don't, you know, we don't – it helps with the iTunes popularity quite a bit. So um, this guy, The Incredible Nerd says, I've been listening to these guys for years. They always have something interesting to talk about, and I look forward to every episode coming out. It's a perfect mix of musclehead and nerd, so it motivates and informs of all the new, uh, new science. You guys are great. So thank you, Incredible Nerd. Uh, this next guy, T Fox, 218 Um I would definitely check this show out if you're into strength sports or if you're involved in coaching, ex fizz, or physical culture overall. Content is top of the line and they have the show every week. You know what? I, I kind of especially appreciate that. Uh, I am struggling this morning, you guys. <laughs> we are doing this damn show. Um, you know, that's something that Phil and I agreed on in the very beginning, right? Consistency. It's got to come out every week so people know we're here. So. Uh, just one or two more. This is from Hello there. I've been listening to this podcast for over a year now. I couldn't say enough good things about it. I love the news section and the topics are great too. I'm a female powerlifter, and I've had a hard time finding strength sport related podcasts that I can get into. Uh, there's a lot of junk fitness stuff out there, but these guys cut through the BS. Uh, I also appreciate that they are. Oh, it got cut off. Well. We're here for you. <laughs> I appreciate that too. We have more far more female listeners than people might think and Phil, I know at your gym you know you see that kind of demographic too, you know. Oh, so yes. yep. I mean if that's if that's where some of the most exciting growth in the sport is, well, I don't know. Even if just you're just being business minded, why would you not address that population, you know? Um, you know what too, we had a discussion I was talking to a couple of other science-minded people when I was in um, Massachusetts this past week that there are physical things that women do better than men. And for whatever reason, most big media-type sports, they focus on things that men are going to tend to be better at. Um, But there are some very interesting things that women do better or that men can't do very well, and we don't design sports around those. Uh, And one of them... I think some of our listeners know is muscle soreness and muscle trauma. Uh, I can do blood work and and really clearly evidence that women get less beat up than guys, and I think smart coaches probably could use that to their advantage on some level. you know that they that women's muscles just don't get as the micro trauma quite as badly. It's estrogen. it's protective. anyway, um, I digress two more. I've been listening to this podcast for over five years. This is m wilson thirty seven Listening for over five years, great synergy of real world knowledge and the science, and then the finally, this is by Sports Clerk guy. This is going back into last fall, so top notch podcast, a treat every week from guys who know their stuff. So that's cool, um, and not to ramble on. I don't want this just to sound like um, you know, yay for us. I'm just reading the ones from the things. This is from Stitcher. Uh, sometimes I don't address the Stitcher guys as much because iTunes is. Far and away our biggest, you know, bandwidth kind of thing. Um, Just a couple, though. Gianluca Improta. I'm really destroying that. This is a bit older, but I listen to many fitness and bodybuilding and strength training-related podcasts, but Iron Radio is hands down – the best content is top notch. The hosts know their stuff. They combine academic knowledge to actual experience in it. Uh, and they are so funny, you learn a lot of good stuff without even realizing it. Uh, also, they know a great deal about nutrition and supplementation. They talk about all of these topics from both a bodybuilding and powerlifting slash strength point of view, which is great. They also have different guests, so the main topic of each episode varies. The only complaint I have is about the Facebook group connected to the show. Uh, I've been trying to join for a few months, but somehow my my requests are getting rejected. Again, this is a little bit old, so that's that, that doesn't count. Phil, I know you you manage the Facebook group, so
1: yep, I try to let people in when I can. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. We do it when we can. Uh, so anyway, uh, anyway, he says, uh, "I'm a listener, Subscribe to Iron Radio. You won't regret it." The next one says, great gym talk. I've listened to all the podcasts that I can find related to lifting and strength sports. And Iron Radio is definitely a must listen. These guys have a great balance of bodybuilding, powerlifting, and plenty of science and hands-on experience to talk about. So that was by Drew S. And again, these are a little bit dated, but I didn't want to leave out the Stitcher crew. Um, I'm addicted to Iron Radio says, Bosque Junito 31. Uh, the best podcast on strength training ever. Uh, I've gained more information on this podcast than any other resource. Thank you for being a great show. So, again, um, I'm not going to go on through all these best in breed, great show, my favorite. So, I, yeah, I think there might be some positivity bias, though, to be fair, right? When people make reviews, I think they're either going to lambaste you with one star, <laughs> you know, or or cheer for you with five stars, probably. Um, so, anyway, yeah, we, we're at, we have... Roughly five out of five stars after 410 reviews. So we're doing something that resonates with somebody. Uh, okay. Having said that, that's not a bad segue. We'll go to break. When we come back, I'm going to ask uh, Phil some things about um, how these entrepreneurial principles uh, for startups and special projects and stuff, some examples he has. Because case examples can be very um, educational you know, and illustrate certain issues. So we'll, um, we'll talk about the entrepreneurship of working in the fitness industry after the break. Hey, listeners, this is Dr. Lonnie Lowry. If you've ever had anyone critique you, Uh, on your protein intake as part of your weightlifting lifestyle. Oh, you poor meathead, all that extra protein is going to rot your kidneys or weaken your bones or dehydrate you or give you gout or who knows what. Uh, There is a book available. You could simply Google CRC Press and Lowry. And what I've done is reach out to experts all over the world and create a book, a single compendium that you can hold up and say, this is why I consume extra protein. This can be very valuable when you're um, being, quote, unquote, educated uh, by various professionals on the topic. Uh, there's enormous amount of literature in this book on the safety, uh, the effectiveness, how protein works in cells, the history of protein and weight trainers, uh, much more. So, again, please check out CRC Press and Protein and Lowry. You can just Google that. And uh, I do, full disclosure, I do make a small single digit uh, royalty on the book. But that's not why I did it. I did it so we can all have something, uh, our particular population, uh, to both defend what we do and to inform our nutrition and our eating. Thanks. Iron Radio is, of course, primarily a podcast. But over the years, there have been technical glitches calling for backup streaming and listeners who wanted the convenience of other sources of audio content. Toward this end, Iron Radio is now simulcast and backed up on YouTube. If needed, please search Lawnman07 or Iron Radio from within YouTube. There's not much video, but if you like to listen through YouTube on a Roku or other living room device, there you go. Like your weekly fix of Iron Radio? All right, you guys. It's Lonnie and Phil, and we're going to talk about, I guess I would say, select entrepreneurial principles and how they apply to special projects or even, you know, starting up a full bore gym. You know, a full on business. Um, so I'm going to toss out the principle and then just ask Phil if he's seen an example or you know done it himself. Um, I, I do want to say one thing. Uh, and this this echoed when I was, I was at a conference about these sorts of issues this past week. And the salesy kinds of people in the audience really, really seemed, in my opinion, in my bias, really buy into uh, a lot of this. It almost feels a little guru-esque, right? And my bias is that there's so many gurus in fitness and nutrition. When I see a business guru, uh, I... I'm skeptical you know and it's funny to watch the like the engineers and the science people in the crowd kind of looking back and forth well when everybody's punching their arms you know in the air in unison and chanting and stuff it's like wow um i don't want to go to a sales rally but i understand they they like motivational stuff whatever but i think a lot of these business entrepreneurial principles i think they are uh, frankly a rebranding of the scientific method um or like co-opting and trying to you know and and again that's something we see in fitness a lot how many times have uh like phil how how many times have you seen somebody they they put forward like some training principles or nutrition principles they slap their own name on it and kind of rebrand and Mm co-opt the whole thing you know and so i i got the feeling like well this is just science you know you guys this is the scientific method that you're, you're you know you're writing books about and putting your name on and stuff but but i digress there's some good things to be had here, and they're thought-provoking, and I think that's one of the biggest issues with this, if they can push change and innovation. The first one was really not at the conference. I mean, it was indirectly, but this is something that I had picked up earlier, uh, and that's find a need and fill it. So, Phil, from your perspective, whether it's starting your gym or any kind of special project, did you identify a need? What was it, and how did you fill it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think so. Um, Like, we just bought a new banner this weekend for the gym. And it's like one thing we decided right from the start is we're going to be who we are, and that's it. And we're not going to be apologetic about it. Our job is to make you stronger, and I don't care who you are. And that's Mm -hmm. what we are. That's what we do. Um, And we're a little hardcore, and that's okay. And we just understand, like, we just made the decision day one. We're not for everybody. We have people literally walk in and never come back, and it's like, that's okay. I'm not going to beg them to come back. They don't fit. Um, I think where a lot of people mess up is they try and spread themselves too thin. They don't understand who they are and what they're trying to do. And basically, you know, I'm filling a void. I'm filling a niche of people that.
0: If you could pose it as a problem, it would be that people are too weak.
1: (laughs) Yeah, really. I mean, that's really what it is. And we're we're for, you know, basically I'm almost exclusively dealing with not people who want to exercise. People who actually want to train and get better. Yeah. You no, know, that's it. Yeah. So in all sports, you know, across the board.
0: I so. think it's sort of uh, like customer segmentation too. Like one of the case examples that we were discussing this past week was how Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks, they have actually very different customer base. You're, you might say, <laughs> oh, their their customers are coffee drinkers, but you know, Starbucks leans toward the more like uh, hoity-toity or white collar. They were saying, or yeah. you know, and, and Dunkin's more the blue collar kind of thing. You know, there's. Several different things, but even in the, the customer experience, the atmosphere of the stores, how many registers are there, I mean, make no mistake, everyone. you are being manipulated in many ways <laughs> mm-hmm. but to your to the, to the point in fitness though, like um, if, if you tried to sell to all people who drink coffee, uh, that's probably not going to work as well as if you can target. You know, uh, yeah. a, a subgroup of coffee drinkers, and that's sort of what the podcast does, right? Yeah. That's what your gym does. It's like, listen, I'm not here to lead step aerobics classes, you yeah. know. Um, that That's not going to address it. So,
1: Or, you know, even the of CrossFit. That's not us. Yeah. I will work with people who want to compete in it, but there's a big difference in the people that want to compete in it and people that just want to do it. You know, most people want to just come in and exercise and get sweaty and feel like they did something. My people actually want to get better. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Train. And they're very driven towards that.
1: Yes. They're not okay with just coming in and doing the same shit over and over again. Right.
0: You know, it sounds sort of cliche after all these years, but it's way more positive the the concept of eating and training. That's what athletes do, not diet and exercise, which is what everybody else does. You know. Whereas,
1: I mean, yeah, and I could probably have 100 more members if I would cater to them. Oh, but right. I just, I don't have time and I don't have a desire to work with those people. Yep.
0: Yep. so <laughs> I like the sort of boutique club environment. You know, I mean, yep. that's one of the things that a big chain is almost never going to be able to replicate the way you guys mm-hmm. do that stuff. You know?
1: Yeah, and it's great. I mean, we get it all the time, almost weekly, or every time there's a new person, it's like, why hadn't I ever heard of you? It's like, I'm glad you had You know, basically, if you hear about us, it's for a reason. You, you should have. <laughs> <Right.
0: laughs> you know, we don't advertise, you know, Yep.
1: And it, it's worked for us. So
0: Okay. Here's another one. And, I mean, this might apply to the sort of the strength festivals that you do and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's um, just act. Like act and start small. Start with some oh, small yeah. action. So you've identified your problem. And maybe it's that there's no good strength fitness festivals out there in your area, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Um, but can you speak to that? Like just act. Like even if you are oh, yeah. start small.
1: Yeah, I mean, just do something. That's the same thing with our gym. You know, we started, we were looking at a big space and decided we're just going to start here. And we started, like, now. Um, and luckily, we started small. I mean, I think that's where most gyms mess up, is people think too much. They plan too much. You know, not that planning is a bad thing, but they they get overwhelmed in it right. instead of just starting at something. Yep. Just start it, and it will grow if you do it correctly.
0: hmm So, I think there's yeah. something to be said for the lean startup too. Like if you start small, like God, I remember the, when I came out to Strength Guild, uh, it was essentially your garage, yep. right? And I'll and I'll be honest, the the patent that I just had uh, filed, the prototypes I'm making in my kitchen, like no kidding, you like, know, I mean it's it's clean, it's it's sanitary, it's all you know, but yeah i mean it's bootstrapping you know and then but the the neat thing about lean startups is then you can grow in the direction of the need like i don't know if you would have known that such a high percentage of your team would be women did you guess that or 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 is that something no we had
1: no clue it just happened that way
0: then see then that's a good example of this isn't it like the 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 response helps dictate the direction you grow in i would think you know Yep.
1: So, and, uh, yeah, we've like gained three more them this week. So. so there you go. Yeah. And it's, you, okay. you just got to start somewhere. And it's, I'd say it's better off to start small. I think most businesses fail and definitely most gyms fail by going too big too soon. There was um, a
0: quote that I, I read in one of the books, something about, you know, it's better to start with a road sti- roadside stand and grow it out than to get like two-thirds of the way through some giant expensive facility and then not being able to open it because you run out of cash.
1: Yep. Yep. you know. Yeah, and it's—I mean, it's just smart business. You, you grow, like you said, we we have grown as the need, and maybe if we had one fault, it's we waited too long. But it hasn't hurted us. Yeah. it hasn't hurt us at all. Mm-hmm. We we waited until we had to, and then we grow, and then we waited until we have to again, and we grew mm-hmm. and exploded into something that's that's amazing. So,
0: all right, this next one is related. Then, um, start with you. What start with what you have on hand. So let's think about the beginning of Strength Guild, or like I said, it could be any one of the things that you've done. Because I know you work behind the scenes supporting a lot of what other people in the strength community do as well, you know, marketing Mm -hmm. materials and all that stuff. But um, can you give me an example of start with what you have on hand? Oh, yeah. We did. I mean, exactly. We did that.
1: We started with two bars. We started with what I had to train with. Two bars, a power rack, and a platform.
0: Your personal equipment? (laughs) Yep. That's it. (laughs) Nice.
1: Um, and we slowly added on from there. And then it was one, we, one, two, three, three platforms, two racks, and a couple benches. Um, and now, you know, right. What is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, six racks, nine Olympic lifting platforms, benches, a monolift, yep. freaking turf, rings, blah, blah, blah. You know, yeah. And we've just grown um, as we needed it.
0: But you also started, I mean, you did have on hand. Your knowledge and experience, right? So yes, it's not just. And physical.
1: I think that's that's problematic. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna start a restaurant, good and greens only get you so far. Mm-hmm. You have to know what the hell to do with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. You need a chef, you know. Right. And I think people people in the fitness industry at least get too. They think it's about the stuff that's in the gym, and it's less about the stuff that's in the gym and more about how to apply it. Yeah. You need to have a knowledge in that. That's what makes it last long term. You'll see a lot of neat places open up that have lots of stuff, um, but they die fast. You're never going to compete with uh, Gold Gym, a big chain like that that has all the stuff. Oh, right. you know, And they're cheap. Right. If you have all the stuff, you're going to have to be expensive. So uh, yeah. you've got to have some kind of backbone to it. So, so in so.
0: a way, your, um, your product/slash service is, is the program design and the coaching. Yes. Right. Yeah. Not, and not that's
1: really of... what people pay
0: for. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yep. Um, this next one is is similar to this. Now, even if you have you start with a couple of barbells or a power rack, whatever you got on hand, or your knowledge base, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't be an expert in everything, right? So, oh. c- can you give any examples of team building or like they use the example of bandwidth? Like one person, one so the big co- corporations that really grow, it, it, there might be a founder. But it can't be a solo effort all the way through. You simply don't have enough time or expertise to do everything. So can oh, yeah. you give some examples of team building? For sure. I mean, it's it's it happens
1: in, like, a big problem people have in fitness centers they think they, they think they need to know it all. They think they need to be the soft tissue therapist. And all this is very, that's a really recent fad. It's like, oh, I'm going to do rolling and myofascial release and this and this on my on my clients. And so that's not your job. That's not your scope of practice.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, my scope of practice is to make people stronger. That's what I do. Yep. Do I know some of that stuff to keep them healthy? Sure. But if there's an actual problem, I refer out. I'm not re- scared to refer out to people that know more. That That's their wheelhouse. Right. And there's a lot of people that are. Um, and that's like I'm dealing with high schools now and a lot of high school like football coaches that's what I ask them, what's the biggest difference between you and, like, university level? The high school football coaches try and do everything. At the university level, pro level, they've got an offensive line coach. They've got a right. strength coach. They've got a this and this and this and this, yep. you know. And uh, it's making them realize that, look, you probably don't know all there is to know about strength. I'm not going to come into your house, and I'm not going to act like I can coach your football team better than you in football. Right. But I can definitely make them stronger, better than you. you know? Yeah. And it, that's okay. It, it's okay to admit you don't know everything. And a lot of people screw up by not doing
0: that. Well, I'm very sensitive to that because of course everybody acts like a nutritionist, you know, yes. and you're like, you know, you guys can, you can you can get you can go beyond the PhD in this, beyond. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. can get a four-year yeah. postdoc in this shit, yeah. you know, and yeah. you're just now not is that necessary? No, like to your point, right? You can do a little bit on the screening level or supportive level. But if the need really comes to fore, and you're right, that's one thing that's great about universities is that usually you bring in someone, you know, call the next department over and say, hey, this guy needs more intensive nutrition, you know, issues, like, yeah. you know, support. Or, or, uh, but what you and I both do on some level, when it, at least when it comes to, to team sports, is we play a supportive, an essential but supportive role. Right, like Mm -hmm. a a head coach who tries to do the strength conditioning, I've seen that go bad a lot, a lot, you know. And the same thing with nutrition; they start trying to spew out nutrition advice, and what they're doing is actually counterproductive. Like they, their lack of awareness in it is actually harming their athlete's progress. Right, so you can't, I don't know, you can't do it all. And yeah, so team building for me, it's you're right. When you're part of a, a big organization, I can bring in somebody. Uh, with a call to you know a, a colleague or something, but when I think about like Strength Guild, um, you know you don't have the new well yet. <laughs> like you mm. don't have the massotherapy division of the Strength Guild and the nutrition yeah. wing, you know, and that kind of stuff. Yes. So, so you, you just make a referral, you know. Yep. I don't know,
1: and that works. I'm, i mean, honestly, if you if you get used to that and get in people that you trust, they do the same thing back.
0: There you go. You know, it's good business. Like I have a
1: PT. I have a PT that I refer people to. Yep. He comes to me for his strength training. <laughs> you know? Right. So, um, you know, things like that. But,
0: yeah, even when I, even, uh, and again, entrepreneurship, or it could be any kind of innovation or change. I mean, there's even social entrepreneurship where you look at a problem, a need, and you try to fill it. It could just be change. You know, it doesn't have to be a physical product you know, so to speak. But um, when I when I taught strength and conditioning, I all from day one. I'm like, you guys. I'll talk about muscle physiology. I'm a physiologist. I'm happy doing that. I'm not a coach. And Phil, that's why when I taught, you know, those classes. I'm not doing them right now. It's almost entirely nutrition. But um, I would ha- I would ask you to Skype in. You know, it's yeah. like that. This, the coaching side of this is not. I can't. I'm not going to provide that. I'm not going to pretend that I know how to do, especially the, the super skill-oriented lifts, you yeah. know. Um, so there's a coaching side with cues and identifying what people oh, are yeah. doing right or wrong, your motivation, all the things. That, and in many ways, coaches, they do. I mean, they, they're the front line, you know, of yeah. working with with a population. But um, there was that aspect to it. So I'm calling people. And, you know, I, I got to think that even beyond networking, I got to think your students, your your clients, your customers, they're going to appreciate your humility, right? That, well, this oh, is yeah. what I do. Um, that's not my main focus. Let me find you somebody who does that. Yes, you know, and just be honest yep. about it. So, yeah. Uh, well, that's essentially my list. There was one other thing on here that that I thought was was very interesting. Again, for people who are interested in startups, and again, it could be a startup. It doesn't have to be a, a brick and mortar business, right? It, or even a, an online thing. But like I th- when I think about special projects, I think about like you know the like the strength festivals and stuff that you know. There, there's all kinds of ways that you can go with this. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of them that I a concept that I think is almost worth a show of its own, and I, I wish Mike was available today because he he could chime in on this. But is uh, crowdsourcing. Uh, not crowdfunding like Kickstarter, where you're saying here's an idea, pitch in some cash. But instead, yeah. here's an idea, pitch in your opinion, pitch in your yeah. advice. You know, I think that's a very cool concept. Because, like, here's an example, and, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out to Iron Radio listeners. We have by bandwidth numbers about twenty five thousand ish people every you know currently in any given time. People drop off and come on. Uh, But, you know, we're a niche. We were talking about we're a niche within a niche, right? We're a customer segment, if you want to look at it that way. I don't really look at listeners like that. But, yeah, within the fitness realm, there's strength. And within the strength realm, there's people who really want evidence-based, like, experience and studies and, you know. um, But one of the things that I want to do is take these prototypes that I've got, a Mm coffee-related product, and – I just want to sort of, anybody who wants to get involved, I'm just going to start mentioning this every once in a while. I'm not going to inundate everybody, but I want to crowdsource. Like, we have a very specific expertise in our listeners. I value that, right? So I I would, if anybody's interested, and I'm not going to do it today, but I'll probably put up, uh, you could contact me through email or something like that, and I'll send you a small packet uh, something that includes some prototypes, maybe a waiver of some kind or a non disclosure agreement, something like that, but most importantly, a data sheet i would i I want you to do something with this coffee related product and then fill out the sheet, fill out the information and then i 'll try to think of some cool ways to say thank you to everybody for that I mean first of all you you get it because this is i was I was glad to see that there was nothing like this out there, and it 's a need, and I think I can fill it so but i guess my point is putting it out there like what do you guys you guys are all experienced lifters what do you think you know that kind of stuff so uh, i don't want to make this a sales pitch like i said it's a genuine request for opinions advice and expertise from people who are in the know um like and if you say you know this was neat oh that was not good lonnie you know uh okay We'll get rid of that aspect, and you know, just like we said with the lean startup, like with you, Phil, and you know, have more women came on board. There are things you can't anticipate from the beginning, so you know, you have different iterations. I think of a service or a product, and um, so yeah, crowdsourcing is is really very cool, and I, I'm not sure it's something that's done enough uh, in fitness, right? Because you get a guru or a, somebody who wants to be a famous coach, and they just they've got to be in the spotlight. They've got to be the source of the font of knowledge and what about the people uh, if you've got people in on your team or in your in your community why are you not asking them for what they think make it more like a an interactive collegial thing if that makes any sense um so uh i don't know that's that's basically all i've got for today uh Definitely. phil i'm sure you get feedback from your listener or uh, your listeners listen to me uh, your teammate like in person at the gym. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah.
1: Like like a lot of what we end up buying is like what do you guys think we need? Mm. <laughs> oh, you know, what mm-hmm. are we missing?
0: You know. What
1: yep. do we need to be more effective in our training?
0: It's it's so. like the old concept of the little suggestion box. You know, the mm. gym that I grew up in had a little suggestion box in the corner and it was usually empty, but if somebody had an opinion or something they'd write it down and stick it in there. But it's a little more active <laughs> than that. You know, it's yeah. almost you have to actually request what would yeah. you guys like to see? Like you said, what kinds of equipment do we need? An area in this gym devoted to X, Y, or Z, you know. Mm-hmm. So long as it fits with your your core, you know, problem or sure. need that you're trying to address. Yeah, you know? um, yeah, but I think that's a really cool idea. So I'm gonna just beware, listeners. I'm gonna start hitting you up, <laughs> even if it's just a mid-show ad. Like anybody who wants to get in on this, I'll send you a little packet of information um, because I don't want to waste my time. Uh, and money on something stupid, <laughs> right? Wow. I, and I, you know, I'm going to appreciate that kind of feedback. So, yeah. all right. Well, I think that's going to do it, everybody. I'm I'm fried. I'm not like Mike Nelson. I I don't run around, <laughs> you know. In, in three days, I got to turn around and leave for for uh, Ireland. For Christ's sake, and, and this kind of stuff drains me. <laughs> so, yeah. so that'll be it for today.
1: Sounds good. Have a good weekend, everybody.